Michigan State for three. Shot blocked by Akins, by Matthew Meyer. The Illini are going to dribble it out. And the celebration is on. 15 seconds to go. Shannon grinning ear to ear at midcourt. Dribbling down to 10. They'll count it down. Illinois 75. Michigan State 66. The Illini have won three in a row in the Big Ten. It might be 28 degrees outside, but the Illini are going streaking. Illinois, big win tonight at the State Farm Center, 75-66 over the Michigan State Spartans. Welcome in, Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show here on News Talk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Mike LaTulip, Evan Kahn with you, breaking it down. We want to hear your thoughts on the big win, but first our rapid reaction. Brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. For over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Mike, it was indeed a rock fight. A little more high-scoring rock fight than the one last year at the State Farm Center. But Illinois showed a, a lot of grit, sitting down and playing defense, rebounding late. Got some big shots. And big shout-out to the crowd at the State Farm Ooh. Center. Having a lot of fun watching this one. That was a high, 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 high level basketball game. <laughs> like high level. And I, I was so fortunate to be sitting there watching that. This State Farm Center is usually rocking. Tonight was different, man. <laughs> like that was different tonight. It felt, you could feel it. And, and the guys fed off that. We talked about this has been a team that has basically six two-day preps in a row, which you know, for those of you that don't know, that's not normal. Usually you have some sort of layoff in between games. They have six straight games where they have a two-day prep, and those dudes look gas tonight. And I think the crowd, uh, it sounds crazy, I think the crowd kind of picked them up, man. It was it was loud. Got comments, seeing it on social media as well. Helped out big. Made some huge shots, To Matthew Meyer had a stretch where he was big. Dane Danger all game doing work down low on offense. Another good team win for the Illini. They've won three in a row here in Big Ten play. We want to hear your thoughts. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. That's our rapid reaction by Kozad Acid Management. You're up next here on the Fasters Etc. Postgame Show. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for fighting Illini athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-357. Five three five seven. Now, 
your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Shannon, pull up for three. Got it. Whoa, Terrence Shannon. Off to a fast start, back-to-back 20-point games. Shannon with a drive down the lane to the bucket. Got it for the layup. Rolled around the rim and fell in. Terrence Shannon with 11. It's the Terrence Shannon yeah, show right say, now. He is just taking over. Terrence Shannon had it going in the first half. You blinked and he had 15 points. Played all 20 minutes there in the first half. Only two in the second. Finishes with 17 and 5. Played some good defense as well. And Illinois got their third win in a row over Michigan State. Yeah, that's that's true as well. They've got three wins in a row in the Big Ten. And they've beaten Michigan State three times in a row. So... Lots of threes here on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Mike and Evan, Joey Wright helping us out behind the scenes. We want to hear from you, and the phone line is a buzzing. So let's go over there. We've got a full bank of fans calling in. You can do the same. We'll start out going down to Kentucky. Steve's calling in. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Uh, just uh, staying up late here with you, enjoying uh, this Illinois uh, victory. Because uh, it's it's a big one to to get the third in the row and stop Michigan State's uh, seven game winning streak they had going on. So a uh, huge win. Um, just a few thoughts on, on the game. Uh, you know, Shannon got us going, uh, obviously, and then you know I was concerned and you know kind of yelling at the TV, you know, because they were killing us in points in the paint. It, it was more than just points in the paint; it was layups. You know, they uh, they were just getting everything they wanted, easy buckets down low, which made me extremely nervous uh, moving there into the second half. But hats off to the coaching staff and players. I thought the, their adjustments on uh, defense and guarding that high ball screen um, and getting more help defense and making those, you know, tougher twos, uh, turning those uh, layups into, you know, tough contested hook shots or, or, or contested floaters. So um, hats off to them for that. Um, and, you know, just a, well, a little over a week ago, I mean, we were uh, screaming about this team had no fight and just didn't seem like the, they wanted it and just that they were, you know, dead. And uh, I thought in that second half, we just wanted it more. Uh, you could just see the energy and – everything just coming out of this team, which was just awesome to see um, the guys just uh, rallying around uh, and different guys at different moments uh, stepping up. And, you know, Dane Danger, I thought, was the one constant the whole game. You know, I was just kind of surprised. It was almost a quiet 20 points, uh, you know, just because he got buckets here, he got buckets there. But he was consistent all night. I don't know how many minutes he ended up with, but he seemed like he, he played maybe a, a season high on minutes tonight. But uh, uh, he was uh, phenomenal, in, in my opinion, and just the whole game uh, keeping us there. And, um, you know, hats off to these guys. I think they've, they've found some things that uh, uh, they can be, uh, as long as they can be consistent on it, um, we should uh, see more success moving forward. So I'm um, excited for the team and uh, glad we've uh, – you know, got a little win streak going here, and uh, let's go up to Minneapolis and, and get another one. 
Yeah, let's keep it rolling. A lot of good thoughts there. Thanks for calling in, Steve. Yeah, thank you, guys. Great show, as always. Yeah, you can call in as well, 217-356-9397. Dane Danger did play a season-high 32 minutes. Most before that was 26, and 17 of them came in the second half. Him, Meyer, Hawkins, all doing a, a good job on that, that help side defense in the second half to, to help slow down Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, this was a big game for Dane. He's he's so good in that drop coverage, and that is what Michigan State does. They come off of high ball screens, and the whole point of it is, hey, we want the ball in the middle third of the floor. So if we can condense the game, you know, we can try to pick on you in different ways, right? If we're if you're gonna get hung up on the ball screen, then it's on the big, it's on Dane to have to figure out: do I stay? Do it? Do we switch? Do I go back to my man? And actually, Coach Underwood got on him at one point because he tried to make his way back to his man and didn't give time for RJ to come back and square it up, and they laid it in. And um, you know, where most people would probably be like, RJ, what are you doing? That's on Dane. He has he to there. stay there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, you have to stay there, and you have to rely on the help, and you have to trust the help behind you. And he was just his touch is just. The first shot of the game that he had where he turned over his right shoulder and had that left hook from like nine feet on the baseline, that is such a difficult shot. <laughs> like that, he makes, he makes the difficult shots look, look so easy. And I, I, I was frustrated at times in the first half with him because Carson Cooper came in and, <laughs> you know, was out, out physicaling it or physical out. It, the physicality was better for, for Cooper. And then, you know, Dane gets an offensive rebound with, Two minutes and forty-five seconds left in the first half, and it was his first rebound of the of the half, and that just can't happen if you're Dane. So uh, overall, man, he was just outside of that, he was unbelievable. Four for five from the line as well. I mean, this team was fifteen for eighteen mm-hmm. for night. This has been that's been somewhat of the Achilles' heel for this team is is the free throws, and um, but he was so good in the second half. Uh, he was good in the first half, but the second half he was just so constant in that drop and I really just think he makes guys uncomfortable with his length and look Hoggard had 20 points but the reason why you have a guy with the reason why you win that game is because all right cool Hoggard you have 20 but we're not letting you get your six and a half assists Mm -hmm. a game that's what gets everybody going he had one tonight so you condense the game and you focus on that middle third of the floor okay we fight over the screen can we you know can we stop them if they want to shoot pull-ups all game from 18 feet fine that's fine. Like you're not going to beat us doing that. So, so I, overall, he was he was outstanding tonight. Yeah, they they stuck to it. They they were just going over everything. And Michigan State was yeah. wasn't going to shoot a three, and they they shot some desperation threes late, but held them to zero zero for seven from deep. And the Illini get the win. We've got a full bank of calls, so we keep it going. Taters and Deland. Hey, Tater. What up, Egon? Hey, feeling good after the win. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, uh, what about Dane Danger tonight, man? And also, when you start the game off with teeing Izzo up, that's great, man. <laughs> well, that was a big part. I think the crowd was in it from the jump, and that T added on to it. And even when Michigan State went on their run there in the first half, took a lead into halftime, Never really swayed the the momentum, and, and and they they kept the Illini going because yeah, this is the the fourth game in so many days. Terrence Shannon Jr. I think he played his least amount of minutes in that stretch at, at thirty four. So having having that behind him, and Dane 
Dane's the the steady force. We we he he had a big game at, with only 16 minutes uh, against Nebraska, and now he does it with the numbers uh, as well. So uh, good to good to see that consistent performance from from him throughout the game. Yeah, man, he played one against uh, against one of the best centers for a while, and that's Kofi. And you just got to keep feeding him the ball, man. He's he's gonna score. He's got a big body. Uh, he's got to keep feeding him. Uh, Jaden Epps. Uh, Matthew Meyer had a tremendous defense tonight with a lot of blocks, and uh, you just got to keep that momentum rolling. Yes, sir. Yeah, you want to talk about Kofi Coburn, Matthew Meyer there with his six blocks. I saw the the last Illini to do that was, of course, Kofi Coburn. So looks like they, they got a, a nice replacement there because this guy can hit some threes out there. Matthew Meyer, 19 points as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good contributions from guys here tonight, Tater. Yes, sir. Uh, what What do you think about uh, Sky Clark's departure? You think it's uh, built some momentum with the team? Well, I, I I'll, I'll keep going back to now. Now everybody knows where they stand. The five guys that that you're going to lean on played 30 minutes tonight, and, and you know that's that's what it is. I, you probably get more out of sincere Harris if he doesn't go down there in the second half, but he didn't play a lot in the first half either. Same, same with Ty Rogers. It's, it's just now, now you know who your guys are and Luke Goody will throw all that off uh, eventually, but it, you're, you're going to lean on the veteran guys and the freshmen that, that have acclimated quicker here. Um, and, and as for sky, we'll, we'll see if he comes back. Yeah, I, I think that Ty needs a little bit more playing time. I think he played uh, exceptional last game, uh, especially with that put-back dunk at the end <laughs> of the game. Uh, he plays tremendous defense. I think he needs a little bit more playing time. But we go to Minnesota, I believe, Monday, and hopefully we can beat them by 20. <laughs> yeah, looking for four in a row there on Monday, an early one. We won't be here till midnight, so that'll be good. Thank goodness. Hey, right. thanks thanks for calling in, Tater. Yeah, hey, I'd like to give a shout-out to Tom Williams and Gary Hughes and Gay. I believe they're listening tonight. So. All right, good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right, you can ring us in as well, 217-356-9397. The text messages are piling up as well, so I just want to read a, a couple of those that are coming in here. Down by nine, win by nine. That's a, a lot of the crowd, and that's showing grit. That's also been the, the MO for this team is they, they get down and they, they find a way to, to battle back. Uh, a lot of good comments uh, about the crowd here. Uh, Terry says so. Benny says so. 309 Texter says it's the crowd's loudest experience they've had in a while, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sure so, some other people can weigh in on that if you're there and you've been there for many years. So good thoughts coming in here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. Let's go back to the fan line. Finney's out in Springfield. Hey, Finney. Hey, Finney from Springfield. I'm on my way back to Springfield. I'm here with Madonia and Kate. Uh, that was, I got four game balls for you today. Uh, the first one goes to the fans. That was the loudest and best. Uh, from nine minutes on, we were in C-section, basically standing the whole time. I loved it. Loved it. We need to do that more often. Uh, other game ball, first first half, Terrence Shannon. Uh, the guy was a man amongst boys and, and just got us going. Uh, another game ball I'm going to give to... Uh, Mayor Meyer just had, you know, sort of slow night, but he started with all the blocks early on. 
you know, the defensive front was strong with him. And then, uh, really, he had some tremendous passes to the post. You know, they, they did the pick and roll, he and Dane. And once that got going, it was the difference maker for the game. And the biggest game ball, of course, goes to Dane, in my opinion. Dane, uh, we're going to be so happy we had that guy. His footwork, his tenacity on the boards. Uh, you know, I made the comment on the way over. I thought against Nebraska, he had three points, but he owned the lane. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to come in and get blocked. They didn't want to – like, you could tell they were intimidated. He did the same tonight. Cisco or whatever the center for Michigan State played, uh, you know, Timmy the first, early in the season, played him really tough. Well, Dane Danger just dominated the, the guy tonight. So I think Danger had tremendous game, but he and Meyer have a little something going when it comes to the, uh, the post-passing and the, the three off, the, off that screen. So I really like to see that. Yeah, they they really had that that connection go in, and it was really good. Meyer was hot, and then I, I think he had his lone assist was right after it was that hot stretch. He, he fed it to Danger, and, and then he started going out. Them working that inside outside, and again, I don't think they plan to work so much through Dane Danger. He's just kind of forced his way into yeah. to to being that guy. Well, you know they they need to start feeding him more. I mean, the guy's got footwork. He can. He showed us what he can do. We we have way too many stretches of, of eight minutes without a basket, and he's a guy that you have to run a set for every now and then because you can count on him to get you some some buckets or at least get you some good shots down low. So I, in my opinion, we don't run enough sets to Dane Danger. Hey, thanks for the thoughts. Glad you got to make it over for the game and, and contribute to the great atmosphere. And, and appreciate you calling in. Hey, you guys are doing a great job. A lot of fun tonight. I-L-L. All right, I-N-I. Thanks, Finney. Yeah, good good stuff. More calls to come. I just got to gotta clear out the calls as they add up so that more can come in. So we're going to go up to New York. It's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hi, guys. Uh, I'll try and be uh, as brief as I can here. Well, I just do have to say you're worried about working past midnight. It's already past it here as I'm <laughs> Um, but, um, I just want to say that, uh, I, I just, I just wanted to say that I think Mike made a very cogent observation the other week. Um, he said that, uh, the Wisconsin win was great. Uh, let's bounce back properly, uh, on our trip to Lincoln and show that we're still locked in and everything. And of course we did, and then kept it up tonight. I think, uh, that tonight, I hope, puts uh, completely to rest all the concerns that people might have had about whether or not uh, Coach Underwood had lost the team if he ever had it. It, I think they're fully on the same page now. Um, I also agree with some comments that uh, I believe um, were made by Brian and Doug after the game in which they said that uh, a month ago we would not have won this game. We would have gotten uh, a little bit frustrated and uh, let things get out of the bag. Uh, And I think that uh, if we played Northwestern and Penn State now, we would not have lost to them. Um, But that is as may be. Um, And I just want to wrap it up by saying that uh, you said, Evan, you said it when you came on that uh, it's 28 degrees in Champaign tonight. And it's not much warmer here, but 
for me, games like this are the beating heart of college basketball. I One of my fondest memories when I was a young guy was uh, driving up to the, the uh, assembly hall, as it was called at the time, on a bitter night like this and seeing it glowing in the dark and uh, walking inside and, uh, you know, being hit by that blast of warm air and then seeing a, a classic basketball game like that. Um, and uh, I have to say, for me, this is the most enjoyable part of the season. The, the NCAA tournament is, is uh, all hype. And unfortunately, it seems like that is how a team season is measured. And I think that's unfortunate because it's nights like, night, night like this that uh, define a season and make up college basketball. And I'll leave it to you on that note. Mike, I I don't think you said it on air. You you asked if we won the Big Ten championship tonight because it it, it seemed like it in in the arena and it it was a, a promotional. It, I mean, it really felt that way. It was a promotional kind of night. Yeah, and and it's Michigan State, right? If yeah. you can't get up for that, what what can you get up for? But, I think I think it was a build up too because they were trying to get over the hump, the like proverbial hump. They got it's like they got over the hump of like what you know a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. what we thought, and then now. You pass that threshold, and it's like now you're in the game. And we were trying to go over the hump in the game. It's like we cut it to five, you know, and then we cut it to three. They push it to seven. They push it to you know we we push it to three. They mm-hmm. push it back to five, and then finally we got over the hump with with Myers run there. But first of all, that caller there, a poet maybe. That image, <laughs> the imagery was was incredible, um, kind of depicting the. Uh, <laughs> I'm and I'm I'm picturing old school assembly hall because it, oh, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't look like it, it did yeah. back then. It, it was yeah. a lot more uh, I don't know more mystique to it then. But I will say too, you know, we t- we talked about you know he mentioned Underwood. I think he deserves a ton of credit. Uh, think about this. Think about this, man. Fifty six of your seventy five points tonight were from three guys that weren't even playing last year mm-hmm. for this Illinois team. I know Dane was here, but. 56 of the 75. I mean, if you, and if you want to go even further, you can add, you can throw seven more on there with Jay Neps. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it, it's remarkable how quickly he was able to overhaul that. Now it's difficult because you still have to gel, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we experienced a couple of weeks ago. And until guys just say enough is enough, and hey, we are good, and we have to be able to play together because if we play together, we'll optimize all of our abilities. And that's what you're seeing. And tonight was just, look, it wasn't as crisp offensively. And we can get into the X's and O's of that. Like Nebraska, was, they do low holds. They'll fire out. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into all that. But <laughs> Michigan State is much more sound. They don't turn you over. You have to go make plays. And that's what they did tonight. And it was from guys that weren't wearing an Illini uniform last year. So I think Underwood deserves a ton of credit on that. And look, I, I mentioned like it felt like they won the Big Ten Championship tonight. And I, I'm not saying that in like a, oh, like, cool, you beat no, Michigan State. Yeah, I'm no, saying it in a way that's a like, good way, yeah. it really, I mean, I looked at each one of those guys. That's, and, co- that's how college basketball is supposed to be. Yeah, like, it, Dane Danger's like pounding his chest, nodding his head. Terrence is, you know, giving RJ a huge high five. You know, all the coaches are hugging Matt Meyer. Like, it, it's, that's what it's about. Because I think I mentioned on the last post game where, if this team just came in, overhauled new team, and just ran the table, 
went 40 and 0 and won a national championship i think everybody would be excited <laughs> but it wouldn't be like it would be like oh, that was kind of easy <laughs> like that shouldn't have been that easy and the reason why winning the reason why when trent frazier is has tears running down his eyes when they win a big 10 championship last year is because you think about the tough times like you think about the times when they weren't winning games and that's the first thing people people talk about and now like the the feeling tonight was not just hey we beat michigan state it was an orange out the place was rocking it was man we're discovering who we are we're we're, we're finding our identity here and each each guy is understanding how good they are and when each guy understands that from themselves and gives themselves to the team that team the team just gets lifted and and just absolutely maximizes their capabilities so i know that's a, a tangent there but no it was it was good and always appreciate you you calling in jeff uh do it do it again and hopefully we'll we'll have a win to talk about on monday at an earlier time for you <laughs> All right, you can ring us in two one seven three five six nine three nine seven, and they're taking that emotional step. And Brad talked about that a, a couple of games ago, just not getting caught up in the moment, and and it, again in like a, a positive way. They they were just refused to lose here today. It, it did come down to just getting stops. They they couldn't stack together stops there for a while. That that's why it was going back to back back and fourth and then they got the the stops Matthew Meyer starts hitting some shots and then it's like you got the the crowd behind you and that's awesome and and they're going to get a chance to to get back at, at those teams uh Northwestern's going to come here Illinois is going to go out to Penn State which does not get as loud as the State Farm Center so uh yeah, those, those will, will be some good rematches for the Illini. We'll go back to the fan line. We've got to pick out an MX Electrifying player of the game. Some people have already given some opinions as it comes to that. It looks like uh, Brock, maybe, from Chicago came down for the game uh, and is an uh, alum. Love it, guys. Yes, I'm an alum. It's Bach right here. We've had a great time. I brought down a bunch of my buddies. We've had, I, I tell you what. This was one of the best wins since 2005. Let me tell you that. Since 2005, we loved it. It was great. It felt like it. People, people were were into it tonight, and maybe it, it just did. It, it came down to, you know, Illinois just really trying to figure out if you can win this game. Then all right, you know, you, you we can we can really play with anybody. Not like Michigan State's like a, a, a Final Four kind of team, but. Illinois just had to prove that they can win some games here this last week after what it looked like over the last month, and uh, the the people are, are staying behind it. Yeah, I mean, you think about it too. The the team you beat, this Michigan State team, that's an experienced team. Like those, they got some old dudes. So that I think I that feels good too. I agree. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of us that are alumni from this school. And we're very excited about this team. It's been a long time since we've had any sort of winning tradition in basketball. And we're, I think we're going to be great. And tonight was one of those key marquee wins that I think will put us on the map. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? 
Well, they're they're going to be ranked uh, again. I, I don't think there's much of a, a doubt about that when the week comes around. And Tom Izzo said after the game that this is uh, arguably the, the most talented team in the Big Ten. And, uh, yeah, there's no reason why they can't win a third straight Big Ten title. That'd be pretty cool. They are. I mean, they are the, the most talented team in the Big Ten. I think they're top six, maybe top five, top six, is, is as talented as any other top five, top six in the league, but you still have to put that together, mm-hmm. right? Like it can still look bad, and we've seen that in different games. But tonight was kind of felt like a almost like a culmination of everybody's efforts, right? It was like a this encapsulation of like, all right, we got Terrence Shannon; he'll get us started. <laughs> we got Dane Danger kind of in the middle. Matthew Meyer has his you know run that he has. They go fourteen to two run. He has ten of those points, and. It, this this is what makes good teams good teams because if Terrence Shannon was your only guy, he was gassed tonight, man. Like he he really was gassed, and like you need other guys to be able to pick you up in different in different um, moments. So and, and then Jay Neps, the kind of the dagger, the layup. I mean, he kind of called his own number there. He backed it out. He called the play, and then brought up the ball screen, rejected the ball screen, and, and laid it in. And that's just. All of it. I felt like Meyer had his moment. Terrence had his moment in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Dane had his moment. Coleman had his moment. I mean, we haven't mentioned Coleman, I don't think, one time. And a near double-double night. He didn't look great in the first half. But he he got back to doing what Coleman was doing last year, yeah. which was utility guy. You're all over the glass. Catch and shoot. You're flying around. You're tipping balls around. You're, you're blocking shots. That is who he is. And I think focusing on that and maximizing that that is going to help this team out tremendously so just contributions all around awesome game it was it was a a good game you 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 like to see those runs and and each team get a a little bit of a a lead it it brings everybody in Coleman Hawkins was doing the the heavy work as far as rebounds in the first half and really the first 30 minutes and then they they turned it up as far as that went even on the offensive glass and that wasn't really something that they were looking to to do and they were able to capitalize on those opportunities in the second half and somebody had a, a really good text as it pertains to Matthew Meyer and the way he comes on in the second half where did it go oh no I had it I'll find it yes it hit me this evening that Matthew Meyer is like a shark says 217 texter he senses blood in the water and he goes in for the kill something like that <laughs> I mean they relentlessly went back to that play I think it's stack three and they call it, it's just a rub screen around the free throw line. Matthew Meyer pops up, they hit him on the wing, flip, Dane Danger, ball screen. And that's, I mean, when, you, when you're playing a defense like Michigan State, you don't want to get too cute. Just the way they're designed, you're not going to be just whipping it around the arc like you were against Nebraska. And that's when I go back, like Nebraska does the low holds, they fire out from the from the bottom. They want to get in rotation. Michigan State doesn't. They trust their one their guards, their their bigs to guard one on one. So there's less of that. Hey, pinball around the arc. So I could feel it in the arena. It was like this tension. It was like, oh, like why are we not just throwing it around and whipping it around? And that's just not how that Michigan State defense is designed. So. You go back to what works, and that's why you know credit Brad Underwood. He's instead of just going like, "Oh man, we need to get back to just our normal spread concepts." He stuck with literally the same play almost like six or seven times straight down the floor because you're getting good things out of it, and at least you get the attention too. So, man, I, Matthew Meyer, I think he said tonight that this is one of the 
I don't I forget the quote he used. It's like one of the best games he's ever played in. Mm-hmm. I think I'm assuming he's talking about like the atmosphere. Yeah. And it always helps when you hit a, when you hit a bunch of threes to get the people going. You, but you but six moments. blocks, man. They had ten tonight. They had another ten blocks tonight, and that's just that's something they haven't really had because even when Kofi would block shots, a lot of times you know, he may block six, but six other times he was like taking himself out of the play because he's trying to block it and then he leaves his man for an offensive rebound and a putback. So this this team can just recover quicker and I'd say the recovery. I think Matthew Meyer had like three chase down blocks. Mm-hmm. Um it's sometimes it's it's not always it's him like getting beat sometimes and then he snaps out of it and goes and blocks it, which is such a luxury. But there's a reason why he was a plus twenty three tonight in the plus minus. And analytically like across the board, go look at anybody that posts like different analytics he is like crazy high in analytics Hmm. because I think when he's on the floor and it's more like box plus minus stuff when he's on the floor they become so much better defensively because now you're bringing a guy that's six nine to the three spot and you got Coleman at the four Dane at the five so he's always going to impact the game positively on the defensive end most times when he's when he's in the right headspace and then offensively, you know what he you know what he brings. So it's man, he's he's a tremendous player. And once again, he's another guy that this team didn't have last year. Literally didn't have him last year. And then you go out and get him. One more call before we pick out our MX electrifying player of the game. David's in Tolono. What do you got, David? Well, I just was gonna say, I, I have to be fair, as I always say. And uh Matthew Meyer uh, just I, I was more happy about his his blocks. To whatever got into him, uh, besides Coach Underwood, I don't know what it was, but uh, that young man uh, somehow the light bulb came on after five years. Uh, he he wanted to play defense. He was cheering on his teammates. They were playing for one another. Uh, I hope it continues. But they've certainly turned the corner because uh, uh, when you see guys that don't play any defense, Matthew Meyer, to all of a sudden play defense and at an extremely high level. So it was certainly a case of I don't want to to all of a sudden I want to. Uh, I was very, very happy for Illinois. I was very happy for the team. And uh, they're playing for one another. And that's all you can ask. And they're playing hard. Uh, so if they can continue – uh, the only game I'm worried about next is Ohio State. I'm not worried about the next two. But uh, uh, right now, they're playing for one another, and hopefully um, Matthew Meyer and the rest of the boys will, will continue to play hard. Because as a fan, that's all you want. That's all I want. Just play hard. I don't care if you lose, but you play hard. Go down swinging. And tonight, they swung back, and they didn't act like a bunch of punks. So congratulations to them. They earned it, and I'm going to love them when they win, and I'm going to criticize them constructively. When they lose, but that's why I'm a good fan, and that's why I think uh, you know they got a good football t- or uh, excuse me basketball team. And the last thing I'll say is, Coach Underwood deserves a lot of credit because he exploited the mismatch with Dane uh, Danger all night long, and he went back to it like Mike Nolan Tulip said repeatedly. And that's what you're supposed to do: pick out a point and uh, just keep doing it. So uh, congratulations to them; they earned it, and uh, I look forward uh, to the games to come. So y'all have a good night. Thanks, you too, David. Appreciate the call. You can ring in with your thoughts as well on the fan line. And we will pick out an MX Electrifying Player of the Game, brought to you by MX Electric, who wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, call Max. We're a little torn and 
I think in, in the best we can give it to two people because it's possible that two people were the player of the game tonight. It's, an, imp- it's an impossible choice. Yeah, <laughs> like, because it really I, is. Both what Matthew Meyer did in, in the second half and Dane Danger throughout, um, bo- both qualify for a, a player of the game kind of status. I, it, well, almost to me, the equivalent of the six blocks for Matthew Meyer is four for five from the line for Dane, for Dane Danger. It's <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh, well, I can't not give it to Matt Meyer. He had six blocks tonight and 19 points. And I'm like, well, Dane did go four for five from the line, which I'm pretty confident has not happened this year. So I I guess we could go co yeah. here, which is crazy to think that the player of the game is going to be anybody other than Terrence Shannon after the first like 10 <laughs> minutes of that game. And the fact that he's not even in the conversation yeah. just shows you how much these guys, these other guys emerged throughout the game. And, and even... I'll I'll give Coleman his flowers as well. Um, I'm not giving out like participation trophies here, but you know the the There's tip an honorable in mention. yeah honorable mention player of the game. Uh, the tip in right to make it 71-64 and really seal the game. Mm-hmm. Just his effort and I thought he did such a good job on on Joey Hauser. Look, a lot of what Michigan State wants to run. I talked about the high ball screens. They'll do a ton of that, but they are famous, famous, famous for their floppy action. So their floppy action, they'll have basically two bigs uh, out towards, I don't know, the extended free throw line, and they'll put a shooter or two shooters underneath the basket and have them fly off of screens on the baseline. And most times tonight, that was Joey Hauser. And who was guarding Joey Hauser was Coleman Hawkins. So you got a 6'10 guy underneath the basket guarding those floppy actions. That's really difficult, really difficult for a guy at that size. And I thought he did a tremendous job because – I mean, you look, and Joey Hauser, what, 0 for 2 from 3, didn't didn't really get it going. I know he had 11 points, but 11 points on 11 shots. He'll take that. So two guys are getting our MX Electrifying Player of the Game here tonight. Dane Danger, 20 points, 7 boards. Matthew Meyer, 19 points, 3 rebounds, and 6 blocks. Both of them are getting our Player of the Game. Meyer dribbling, going downhill, in the paint, up, and in. Oh, oh reverse layup. Up and under, under the basket and around. He has six and a half. The Illini can tie it with a three. Jaden Epps, left wing Meyer for the tie. It's- oh! Matthew Meyer. He's feeling it. Epps rolls around a pick, drives down the lane, layup is no good. Rebound, fought for in there. Danger, up and in. up and in on the follow. He stayed with it. And they align higher, crash on the glass, and the lead is five. Way out top, Hawkins, eight to shoot inside of Danger. Spin off the glass, good. Dane, Danger. Boy, he's got some terrific moves. Dane Danger and Matthew Meyer are MX electrifying players of the game. More calls, more texts, more thoughts on this Illini win up next. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners, etc. Post game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line 217 356 9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 351 5357. Rebound, Michigan State on the break, pass ahead. Oh! And a 
shot blocked by Meyer. Comes back to Tyson Walker. He's short on his shot. Epps comes out of there with it, dribbling near midcourt. And we get a whistle and what? We got a technical? There was one of those chase down blocks from Matthew Meyer, part of his six here. That's got to be a, a career high, you'd imagine, for him in college as the Illini get the win over Michigan State to move to 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. Think about it. A week ago, we were sitting here 0-3. Now they're 3-3, three and three, middle of the conference. So, <laughs> amazing how things change. Technical fouls kind of change things here tonight. Terrence Shannon hits those free throws, makes it 15-10. to 10. Then Michigan State goes on their run. They take yep. the lead for like the next 10 minutes. And then in the second half, I, I don't even think it was an intentional technical foul from the Illinois bench. It just said some kind of magic word and got him a tee. And what do you know, Illinois... Then went on. I mean, that made run. it what fifty to forty-one yeah. at that point, and they got the ball back. Like there was a chance there that if, if they, if Michigan State decided to hit their first three of the game, that that could have been a twelve-point game. And twelve is a lot different than nine. You know, that becomes a little bit more insurmountable. So, yeah, I mean, it's technicals are weird because like they can be a tur- they're a turning point one way or the other. We've seen both sides of it, right? We've seen the sincere Harris at Northwestern. He gets teed up, and then all of a sudden, Northwestern just goes on a ridiculous run, takes a lead, and and then now tonight, I, I think th- this has to be one of the first games that two assistants got teed up because yeah. Izzo didn't get teed up Mm-mm. in the first half. It was one of the assistants, mm-hmm. and then obviously, I I don't want to speculate. I'm I'm like ninety five percent sure which assistant it was for Illinois, but uh, two in one game. That's that seems uh. A little rare. And that's the big step again in, what, 10 days? Northwestern was literally just like a, a week and a, a half ago. It's just emotionally handling those moments. And, and they didn't do that. Going back to the Missouri game, it wasn't a, a technical foul. But it's just emotionally being able to handle it and being able to, to work through those runs because teams are, are going to go on runs. And you can't get frustrated with not getting buckets or not getting calls or or not getting your your own, and and that's the uh, another big growth that, that they've made over the last couple of weeks. And I think it's learning to play together in an environment like that. And we always talk about a really great environment, how tough it is for the opposing team, but for the home team, it can be tough too because you start to do some out of character stuff because you're just kind of caught up in the moment. Like there were two times in the first half, once Terrence just decided I I'm going to go run and try to steal this ball. And he left his man, went to go steal it, didn't get it, and they hit his man for a layup. Just just didn't have to do it, but was so caught up and like everybody was up screaming, cheering, and he just lost his mind. And Sincere did the same thing and, and Underwood yanked him and like you you have to be solid in those moments and you have to like it, it has to be quiet between your ears. You cannot <laughs> You have to be able to be composed in those moments. So a game like this, especially winning a game like this in an environment like that, should help you. I mean, it. it, it I don't see how it wouldn't. So, um, but they they turned it around, man. That what what an interesting game. I, even just looking at the stat sheet, like they went over over seven from three. All the lead changes and and runs. I mean, it was it was just a really. I, I guess now that I'm looking at it. Are there, were there four lead changes in this game? Mm-hmm. Are, that feels like that feels extremely low. 
Maybe it was like Illinois goes up, Michigan took the lead. I don't know if Illinois got the lead back, though. From, in the first half? Yeah. No, I, I don't they think they didn't. They did. And then even in the second half, they didn't go up until after Meyer hit the three, right? I guess that makes sense then. But then I, I don't think that Michigan State took the lead after that. After Meyer, after it was 59-54. Maybe it was 60-60. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm just... It was. It was 60-60. Okay. So, yeah, each time Illinois took the lead, or when Michigan State took the lead the first time, it went back, and then it flipped. That felt like the most hotly contested four-lead change game I've ever seen. Because it never really blew out, right? No, and it, even when it got close, you know, sometimes it's you'll have quick lead changes, especially if it's like a one-point game, they score, we score, they score. Like, there's three right there. Four for the game, that's... <laughs> I'm kind of floored. That's surprising. Very tense, but very exciting game over at the State Farm Center tonight. Fans showed out for the orange out. Hopefully everybody that was in attendance wore their orange. It looked pretty orange from the TV. Uh, text coming in. Uh, texters wondering about health of a couple of players. Sincere Harris is the undertaker. He's going to sell your move like no other, and then he's going to rise from the dead about 10 minutes later and try to check Paul back Pierce in. is like Paul Pierce-esque. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I've – I I don't want to speculate, but I did see after the game that they were saying – Brad that, Underwood that said it was a bruise. It's a bruise, which when that, when that knee, happens – Knee bruises hurt. Yeah, like when you get a knee contusion, it's – it's. I got one in high school, and I was like, I'm going to be out for the next <laughs> – month and a half and then all of a sudden you get back to the bench and you kind of like stretch it out a little bit he got on I saw Sincere on the bike and then Underwood turned and like went for him to sub in and he just like started limping to the scores table I was like I don't know if this is I don't know if this is uh the right move here and I don't even think he ended up going in no he didn't yeah he didn't it was just like hey maybe we'll just give this one <laughs> give this try, one a try rest. to get the crowd going yeah ride apps for a little bit longer uh, we do. We have a, a text uh, about Jaden Epps talking about how uh, he he played comfortable and like a veteran. He had a team high five assists. I I, mm-hmm. I did save that layup at, at the end just because he, he just blew by his guy and just took it to the rim. And, the dagger, really. And that that was good to see. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's a, a calming force on the offense most of the time. He, he usually he's the go and get a bucket guy. He was three of ten here tonight but uh his defense as well over the last week uh is on ball defense against these veteran big 10 guards uh continues to improve big reason why walker didn't have a very big second half well he doesn't try to do too much mm-hmm. Jaden. i think he and that's really what you want out of your point guard you got plenty of length and versatility around you let those guys fly around and try to get into passing lanes if you're Jaden, just just be solid and and he's gonna have to take on the challenge just by necessity I mean, there's a lot of really good point guards in this league and um, solid point guards in this league. But, you know, every night as a freshman, you're going to have to accept that challenge. You know, these teams that run high ball screen stuff, you're just going to have to continue to challenge yourself every possession. Like, I got to get through these. I got to get through these. Because if you get through those screens, you make it easier on Dane. If you make it easier on Dane, then no one else is having to help or overhelp. So that all starts with Jaden. Like, that's such an important job defensively being the point of attack and being the guy that has to fight through the ball screen. Cause if you get hung up, if you want to try like to sell a moving screen and you fall to the ground, you just completely compromise the defense. So that's, it's a lot of responsibility for a guy that's in his first year, but I think he's doing a great job. Uh, texture shouting out Dane, Dane, Dane danger for his free throws. 
kind of looked like he was a, like a little different on his setup. I don't know if they've got him doing something so that he, he gets in rhythm before it. But I'm, he, he I'm never good. a fan of a guy like bringing the ball around his back. I, I just I think you're just you're asking for something well, funky. So <laughs> when I was in high school, I did four dribbles and then I shot. And then once I got to college, I just did one. Like literally, they would pass me the ball. I'd take one dribble and shoot it. I think you're you're introducing too many things, too many variables when you start like bringing the ball around your back and like shaking your arms. And do do I'm just like, dude, shoot stuff. the ball. Yeah, just shoot the ball. You know, like the more you can just get up there and have it muscle memory and not think. Like if and I well, think I Io didn't do a dribble, right? Was he no Io didn't dribble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Io didn't dribble. So I mean. I don't know. Whatever Io does, just do that. <laughs> Worked out for him. Yeah, uh, Bulls, I don't think, got the, the win tonight. But uh, Illinois got the win. Uh, Texts are talking about the rebounding. I, I think that that was guys just committing to, to doing it after a, a while. There were guys just kind of watching or, or not making good attempts at, at getting rebounds. And when you sit down and do co- commit yourself to, to doing that, uh, really in the second half, the, those numbers jumped up. That's all rebounding is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a want to, and I don't know. There's probably maybe ten percent of it that's hey, the ball just happened to bounce my way. But it's amazing how much the ball happens to bounce your way when you're given maximum effort. It's funny how that works. That was that was like the Demonte Williams. Demonte would just like crash the offensive glass. You're like, how did Demonte just get another <laughs> offensive rebound? It like seems like it will bounce directly to him. So just an effort thing, man. Um, more shout out for the free throws all in all good night from the line 78 77% there so good job for the Illini uh, asking about the 8 o'clock tips this is it this is the last 8 o'clock tip for like 6 weeks something like that yeah the next one is when Northwestern comes here on February 23rd there's a couple 730s in there and it's Friday night, so I don't feel well, that's as bad. music. That what you just said right there is music to my East Coast time <laughs> ears. Because I mean, we were doing uh, Tuesday night, um, like Tuesday. I mean, Tuesday night, I, I'm looking. I'm. It's like one ten. I'm like, <laughs> <It's time for laughs> I got work in the morning. Yeah, actually, I started a new job this week. Oh, so I was like rest. day two on the job, and I was like, day three is gonna be a grind because <laughs> I'm up up until one ten, just breaking down. Tominaga and Nebraska. <laughs> so, yeah, I love so, it though. I love it though. Yeah, it's good stuff, and and we'll we'll ease up a, a little bit here coming up. So that'll be good. Uh, so texter here talking uh, about games that it compares to atmosphere wise. It was it was rocking in there in the State Farm Center tonight. Shout out to you guys. Um, texter talking about five turnovers and, and the last couple of games have kind of tightened that up that goes back to guys not trying to do too much but also you said the the defense of yeah. what Michigan State does they're not really trying to to turn you over so unless you're throwing it away the five times I, I think all five turnovers were was Illinois just throwing it away on, on their own accord and I think Michigan State ranks 355th in <laughs> defensive of, turnovers out of what, percentage. Sixty something. I, yeah, when I was in when I was in school, it was like 356. So they would have been second to last if this was 20 whatever 14. But I, they've added yeah, so many so, schools now. Yeah. I, it's getting close to 370. Wow. Now, but still, the the point remains <laughs> they don't force a lot of turnovers. So, but you know, neither did Lindenwood. 
and, and you turned it over 20 times. So it's at least progress where you're not beating yourselves. And there was one play in the first half where Coleman turned it over, and I've seen Coleman upset. That was pretty close to like the most upset I've ever seen him. And it looked like in when he was talking to to coach that he wanted Ty. Ty just hap- didn't like go to the corner. So anytime you drive baseline and you're falling out of bounds, you should always have an outlet on that drift pass underneath the basket into the corner. And Coleman got caught up in the air and ended up just trying to throw oh, yeah. it. And Ty wasn't there, and he was upset about that. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's I wouldn't I wouldn't blame it on Ty. <laughs> like you still can't leave your feet and just hope. But yeah, five turnovers that's in that's moving in the right direction. Especially I mean, even if it's against a team that doesn't turn you over, you still didn't have the self inflicted ones tonight. Just got to take care of business. Illinois did as much tonight in their win over Michigan State. 217-356-9397 is the fan line. Rob's right here in Champaign. What are you thinking after tonight's game, Rob? Enjoyed it, and I was curious, looking back to last year's game at home against Michigan State, wasn't it that Walker kid that went off for like 15 shots in a row in the second half? I think that was was in East East Lansing, but yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, he he. I think he missed one shot in the second half, mm-hmm. and it was right at yep. the end of the game. Yep. Okay. Just just curious about that. Yeah, he he just about single handedly won it for him from what I thought I had remembered. So, all right. Yeah, enjoy the game. I uh, hope they keep it rolling here. Yeah. Thank, it. Thanks for calling in, Rob and Walker. Was him and Hogard were were the attack there in the first half, but they they tightened that up in the second half. Only six points on, on two of six from from him, and those guys had nobody to dish to all, all night. Yeah, and zero and, zero assists combined between the two. And that's no the, one one for Hogard. Yeah, to me, and people probably have other opinions, but that like that's the best backcourt in the Big Ten, in my opinion. The Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard, just because they they do it on both ends. Uh, they're so good in that intermediate space, with, you know, coming off of ball screens and pull-ups and around the rim. And Hogard's so physical, and um, so you, they did a good job on them because cool, they, you know, they combined for 34 points, but they literally could not get anyone else going. And and they're not going to win many games when only Walker, Hauser, and Hogard are scoring. Like they have to get these ancillary pieces going as well. And Illinois kind of shut that faucet off tonight. So just a tremendous job. Those are older guys. And that's another another feather in the cap for, for Jay Knapps where it's like, hey, I went toe-to-toe with with two guys in this league that are that are really, really good, like all Big Ten type good. And, and another side story here for the listeners that are still sticking around, just because I was sitting close tonight, Tyson Walker in the first half, uh, I think turned it over, stepped out of bounds, maybe, or pushed off. It was a charge. R.J. Melendez took a charge right mm-hmm. by the, the Illinois bench. And I want to say it was Sincere Harris that was sitting on the bench and said something to Tyson Walker. And Tyson Walker started barking back at Sincere. Sincere was sitting on the bench. Tyson Walker starts barking back at Sincere, and then Tyson Walker proceeds to score like six straight afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, ah. That's the old the old freshman mistake. It's some guys you just don't want them to to get going, especially when you're not in the game and you can't back it up yourself. I used to always hate that. Or it's like if somebody talked 
talk from the bench and like I was guarding the person. I was like, why? Like what? <laughs> now they're gonna like be the kid in the bowl game who went up and it got the flag in the Mississippi yeah. State game. It's like you weren't part of the play. Yeah, you, yeah, you weren't. It. Just stay out. <laughs> of it. Yeah. So don't want to don't want to give them too much inspiration. But the Illini did not uh, an inspired crowd of orange helping out the Illini in this win over Michigan State. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line as well, 217-351-5357. We will get to some more of those, pick out a play of the game, our keys to the game, and that's uh, what we got ahead on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Oh. With our coverage, it became a high ball screen game, and and uh, you know we're you know our philosophy is if you can make them, go ahead. You know over the course of 40 minutes, and uh, uh, again, if we can get our defensive rebounding shored up uh, in that area, I love it. I, I love the coverage. It's it's hard to win a college basketball game, and analytics play that out. You know, just shooting twos, and and we want them to be hard twos. And and I thought Jaden and sincere and RJ and 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 uh, you know even when we got switching late, Coleman and Matt job of of what we call a rear view contest and and uh, hogard hogard made some of them that's okay but uh again four assist uh isn't uh getting everybody else involved there's head coach brad underwood after the game talking about the defensive effort from his squad locking things down in the second half holding michigan state to 29 points as they get the nine point home win over the spartans here tonight fasteners etc post game show with evan and mike joey helping us out as well if you ring in on the fan line 217-356-9397 and the defense, as we get ready to pick out an MX electrifying player, or uh, we already did that, the Tapman's towing play of the game coming up, uh, finally stringing together some stops is what helped swing the momentum for, for the Illini. It wasn't, I don't know, maybe there was one play that, that stands out to you as far as the defense, but I, I thought just the, the commitment to sitting down and, and getting over those ball screens there in, in the second half it, it eventually was going to pay off and Michigan State wasn't hitting the, the shots at, at the same clip and, and then Matthew Meyer goes on a heater on the other end well their defense wasn't great in the first and I shouldn't say it wasn't great it wasn't to the level that they're capable of playing and you see how much strain you put on your offense when your defense isn't playing up to the level it should and yeah, I, there was a lot of there were a lot of good defensive plays. Um, I mean, I thought kind of the to cap the night, the three that Matthew Meyer blocked mm-hmm. to kind of one give him his sixth block, but two just just kind of wrap things up. I mean, you could kind of go down the line. I mean, there's there's you had ten blocks, you had a number of steals. I don't know how many, how many steals they ended up having tonight. I guess four. Four. Uh, and Epps has two of those, mm-hmm. so your call, man. I mean, I, I mean, the, offensively, I play of the game was probably, in terms of decibel level, was probably the Matthew Meyer three to put him up fifty nine fifty four. That would probably be my my play of the game. Um, but like Dane's putback um, was another big one. I I think to to maybe give them a five point lead there at the end, and then uh, and Coleman's and Coleman's tipping. Mm-hmm. I think Dane's made it five, Coleman's made it seven, and Epps made it nine yep. to to put it away. It's kind of one of those weird games where like there was 
there were really no free throws at the end. Outside of maybe Terrence maybe yeah, took Ter- two. Terrence had two. But it wasn't like they were fouling or it was just the game ended. So I was worried that was going to push our start time back because yeah. Nova and Butler were playing down to the end. I'm like, oh boy, here we go with, with one of these. And Michigan State had, had no interest in that in the end. And the Illini just kind of dribbled it out. But uh, yeah, we, we could really go a, a number of ways. But the, the decimal decibel level uh, for that Matthew Meyer three was huge. And I think it did come off of a, a stop. It wasn't necessarily a, a, a turnover, but uh, yeah. they were really playing defense for 30 seconds for a, a lot of stretch. They were just making Michigan State dribble, dribble, dribble. Couldn't really get through to, to anything. So we'll give you Matthew Meyer, who is our MX electrifying player of the game, the Tapman's towing play of the game with this three that he hit in the second half. Boy, our defense is getting tighter. Rebound, Illinois. 56-54, the Illini. 7.35 to go in the game. Meyer, guarded by a smaller man, Akins. Drives to the right, pull up for three. Oh! Oh, the Texan is hot. Matthew Myers figuring it out. Our Tapman's towing play of the game. Car won't start after the game. Call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Tapman's towing or visit online at tapmanstowing.com. Still got time if you got some thoughts on this one. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. It's the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line 217 217- Three five six nine three nine seven, or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. The Illini up five with the ball. Shot clock at eight. Jaden Epps to the left. Cuts to the rim. Layup. Got it. Jaden Epps left to the rim. The freshman in a big moment. There was one of many daggers from the Illini late putting away the Spartans. The freshman finishing with nine points and five assists off the bench. Three rebounds and two steals in 31 minutes for the Illini as they get their third straight win here in Big Ten play. You heard the numbers there from Gene. If you want to call in or text in, give us your thoughts on this one. We go back to the fan line. Tony's here in Champaign. What do you got, Tony? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, I've, I, I can tell you, I want to give you my qualifications first. And I think this is important for you to get from every caller before you listen to what they have to say. <laughs> I coached up to middle school. I officiated through high school, but I've been a fan the longest. So I think by virtue of me being a fan, I can coach and officiate on the radio. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Oh, uh, you know, there there was that one play where uh, Coleman Hawkins, it looked like he may have blocked the guy's shot, and then he got he, – he, everybody thought he should have traveled. But the reality of it was Coleman Hawkins grabbed that guy's right arm as he was going at, up, and that was a good reason why he could have. And then, you know, everything evens out from the officiating. But what I'm excited about is Dane Danger and his development and how this team's now playing together. I think they, everybody's learning their roles. And maybe Underwood changed. I think he changed the offense a little bit. But I also see that um, the defense, to me, is so much better than they were earlier in the season, even when they were winning. And it's just like they're playing defense as a team, too. And I felt like 
I was I was watching this game and there's Michigan State was up like seven points and they were bringing the ball up the floor and I thought Michigan State's in trouble. They're not really shooting well from the outside. The only thing you know they're getting all those in close shots. They um, they depended on a couple of people and I thought I liked how um, who shut down Hogart in the last six minutes or so. He only I think he only made one shot. I mean, he might have got a foul shot or something, but um, was was Shannon on him not, almost that whole time? It was mostly – sorry, it was mostly Epps. Epps? And, it's, I mean, it's really a, a team – they ran so much high ball screen that it was kind of a collective effort with, with Dane. And actually, I think sometimes – I think at one point Coleman got switched on mm-hmm. to him. So yeah. somewhat of a team effort, but a lot of Epps. Well, I felt like – but I felt like there was a combination. I thought Shannon played – you didn't see him almost the, when he was in there late in the second half. He was out. Melendez was playing. He was playing mm-hmm. well. So, And then he came in all charged up, and it was like he decided he was just going to play defense. <laughs> and, you know, the, the other guys were, had enough offense. But I really – I think the danger had a bigger effect on the game. Um, a good example was the play that, you you know, you had play was Epps driving for that shot because mm-hmm. normally the um, – you know, the big guy would have slid off of, of uh, Danger and and gone in and tried to block him, but he was too worried about Danger getting the ball on a drop pass or something. Yeah, so, he, he was setting a lot of good screens tonight. Yeah, and I just think I've, I'm i excited for the future. Maybe, you know, this game was a good game. It was it was great to watch him win, especially at the Seminole, especially beat Michigan State, especially come from behind and beat Michigan State. Um, but... I'm excited for the future because I think this team is starting to figure out who they are and they're starting to play, you know, kind of the way I think the coaches would like for them to play. And if you think about it, the way this game went, first Shannon got points and then Michigan State adjusted and started playing him defensively different. Then who else got points after that? Then it was more team team play and danger. And then they started switching that around and Meyer made the points. I mean, they were just, it was like no matter who they tried to focus on, somebody else was knocking them down. Then when they're, you know, pushing everybody out on three-point line and Coleman Hawkins gets open and drains a three, it was just, it was a good team effort, I thought. Yeah, we, we were waiting for, for guys to be be the guy when they needed to and, and not do too much in, in the other moments. And over the last couple of games, that's kind of been the formula. It's, you know, who, who's going, yeah. what, what's working. And, and the structure has been good for, for this team on both ends of the floor. Well, and Meyer was blazing there for a minute. That second three mm-hmm. that he made, it was like, it, it, was, it was one of those, uh, you know, he could have made that from the other end, I think. He was just... <laughs> No, it was no no time for a heat check. It was going in, but um, I just I, this 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 team as even though the flying Illini, you guys probably didn't get to see them play much, did you? Uh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't born. Think I was, I was uh, not dreamed born. of yeah. at that point. Go back and watch some videos. <laughs> but the problem is the videos from those games. You know, I'm watching them going. Man, this is a completely different game. It's slow. Oh, yeah. Every time one of the guys was down, the other guys was, were were up, you know. And it was like, oh, you're going to guard him now. We'll watch what this guy does, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just like that. And I I feel like this team has those components where everybody's talented in every position, and that's what that's what you need to go a long way in the NCAA. But I just like seeing him win the Big Ten. But like Big Dave, I just like seeing him win. Mm-hmm. But you know what? 
I'm going to be a fan when they win and when they lose, I'm going to be a fan. And because of my life experience, it's easy to be critical. I can be an expert on everything, but the reality of it is I think they're all out there trying. They are indeed. So, they, they got some flashy wins early and, and that, that raised the expectations. And, and then you, you had some yeah. tough losses, but really finding a, a groove first win streak since winning the, the first four games of, of the season. So uh, lo- looking better right now. Amen to that. And, uh, you know, I was listening to you guys late the other night after the Nebraska game. <laughs> you were like, it was almost like you were begging for calls, and I wanted to call and go, <laughs> it's over, guys, go home. Yeah, <laughs> you can be on a high after the game, and you can just keep talking, talking, talking about it. And, Mike, have, if you've coached, you know, if or you've played, you know what I mean. It was just like it's hard to put it down because it was such a great way to come back and win but it is go home get some rest fellas <laughs> we <laughs> enjoy the game all right i do enjoy the show though. well well thank you you for calling in and for your kind thoughts and we'll we'll get through all the these calls and texts we we see i I, I solicit the number be, because we kind of kind of have to, and also because we we've got another guy on the line here at twelve oh two. So they never oh, stop well, calling. Go ahead and listen to his comments. I remember, <laughs> gotta get his qualifications first. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a blessed night. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tony. You can call in two one seven three five six nine three nine seven here on News Talk fourteen hundred and ninety three nine FM WDWS Champaign Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. One more call before we pick out our keys to the game. Mike's right here in Champaign as well, staying up late. What are you thinking after this Illinois win? Oh, great win. I, uh, <laughs> I Sorry I haven't been listening most of the night, but uh, as far as the postgame goes, but I listened to a lot of the pregame and uh, – can't remember who it was talking, but they were talking about officiating and complaining about the officiating and what you can do about that. And that's one thing about Coleman Hawkins that just gets me every single game. He gets caught up in what what the refs are calling. He starts whining, and I just I do not like it. It reminds me of Jeff George, you know, amazing talent, but. When you get to the mental part of the game, it's uh, lacking. And so I think that's going to hurt us down the road. He's got tons of potential, but he gets caught up in what's happening and what the refs are calling. And uh, I think that's going to be, uh, I don't know, going to be a, uh, a challenge going forward. Got to watch out for those sometimes. Sincere Harris got himself a, a technical uh, a couple weeks ago because uh, he got caught up in, in the moment. But uh, ever since, really, Northwestern and, and that foul barrage, it, it hasn't been quite a, as bad as far as the fouls go and, and dealing with the refs. If you control the game from, from your end, you don't have to put it in, in the hands of the refs or, or have to deal with those kinds of calls usually. And Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with, with that, but... Uh, uh, not not too bad as far as fouls go. Only what? Only thirteen free throws for Michigan State tonight. So, hey, thanks for thanks for yep. calling in, Rob. Mike, sorry. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Call in on the fan line two one seven three five six nine three. It's gotta be our first Coleman Hawkins Jeff George comparison, right? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I've never heard that comp. That's a that's a it's a good comp though. 
I mean, uh, it, for, again, for that, for again, how he ahead described of, ahead it. of my time, for how so he described I can't, it, I, I can no, not confirm or, or deny if it's a, a, a good comp or not. But uh, sincere Harris uh, with, with the Undertaker. Now that's a, I, a no recorded stats. He was he had zero points, over one from the field. No rebounds, no assists, no fouls, no turnovers, no blocks, no steals, which is amazing because you do always feel his impact. And he, you know, the way he fights through screens. Well, I mean, and how I mean, he, he wasn't in in the first half. You, you yeah. noticed that. Yeah, and like, and it's funny that he, of course, his injury is just from basically fighting over a screen, diving on a loose ball, someone dives on you. It's that's you know. If Sincere Harris is going to have an injury, it's going to be, it's going to be going a hundred percent. I can guarantee you that. Let's pick out our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested, and by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. I'm going to go to an easy one and, and say riding the hot hand when when it comes to offense was a, a big key tonight, uh, especially in the second half. Dane Danger had it working. They went to him. Matt Meyer had it working. They, they went to him. And, and other guys got opportunities because they, they, they were competing. And Coleman Hawkins and, and Jay Nepps uh, getting their shots. Didn't see Terrence Shannon other than getting his free throws there mm-hmm. late. But uh, I, I thought offensively uh, to w- was big for them because they were going to play some defense. But since Michigan State was hitting some shots early, you were going to have to match it as well. Yeah, look, I know we hit on a lot already in the show, but I'll my biggest key tonight was your big time players made big time plays and hit big time shots. And look, that's that's what's required, especially in a game like this, especially against this type of Michigan State defense, where they're not just gonna let you swing it around seven times and drive in for a layup. It just doesn't work that way. You have to be able to, you know, kind of go out there and say, hey. This may be a tough shot, but I got enough confidence in myself to to make it a big shot, and and that's exactly what Matt did. I mean, Matt, the, the three that he hit to to tie it up. I mean, there was no doubt when he got that rub screen and came off to the top of the key. There's no doubt he was catching that and turning and shooting it. And that's not even like the play still has to materialize, <laughs> right? Like he's he's supposed to catch that, receive a ball screen, and then they have other actions off of it. That was going up, and you know you appreciate the confidence, and and honestly. Another key to the game, too, was just as a coach at times, the worst thing you can do is overcomplicate things and try to outthink yourself. And Brad Underwood didn't do that tonight. Brad Underwood said, you know what? What play's working? Let's run it 12 times in a row, basically. Um, uh, and and they stuck with it. And then they, they went to what worked, and they didn't abandon it. And that's what you have to do. Sometimes basketball's simple. It's like, hey, this is working. And it's literally enter it to Matt Meyer and go set a ball screen. <laughs> it may not look like good offense, but in, for what they needed in that moment, it, it was. And it and it proved to kind of win the game for them. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and by Game Day Spirit. Not a whole lot of time left here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show if you want to ring in. Yeah, I mean, why, why change it? And, uh, you know, they, they, they finally made it a, a little adjustment, and we, so we went to a different action that was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a little different. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, playing on the perimeter, we went to a little post-up action with him, and Matt afford, affords us that luxury, and you ride the hot hand as long as you can, and, 
And, um, you know, you give Michigan State a lot of credit. We got up five or seven and called timeout, and they came right back and tied it. And, mm -hmm. and that's what uh, good veteran teams do. There's Brad Underwood talking about his Texan transfer. Matthew Meyer finishes with 19 and six blocks. That's right. His second highest stat total was blocks with six. New line, I continue to block shots, play good defense. They get the win over Michigan State here at the State Farm Center. Another shout out to the crowd, everybody over at the arena great atmosphere in this Big Ten win. A uh, few texts still coming in, uh, talking, you know, the teamwork as far as defending their guards there in the second half was some good stuff. Another text about Jaden Epps. Team chemistry does seem to be picking up. You saw the, the guys picking up. Oh, talking about Shannon I think it, Brad had the, the comment that we came out there in the second half and Matthew was rolling and he's like, just just stick with, with the guys that, mm -hmm. that are out there right now. And he got his rest and he came in for, for closing time when he needed to. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, they're pretty, pretty selfless now. I, I think that they've bought into the, the winning concept and that goes back to like not necessarily effort. It's like the – the going got tough there for a little bit and they got right. going whereas now it's like well if we just do what we're supposed to and what we need to to win these games we can come back from being down by by nine or we can go on the road and win by 26 yeah and look effort it isn't just hey these guys hate playing basketball and they're just not going to try tonight effort is i'm going to make an effort to prioritize the right things and you know, it's so funny what we do and you have all these guys in this team who think about their futures. And that's the one thing that you battle the most when you are coaching a team and when you're on a team is everybody has aspirations. And how do you set those aside and focus on what's in front of you? I mean, that takes a lot of trust. And from an outsider's perspective, it looked like a team that was very focused on what was next for each individual and it just doesn't work that way like that's just that's that's not how it works now at the same time I can never fault a kid for thinking about that because for some reason athletes in particular we give a hard time mm -hmm. for thinking about their future and aspirations and getting consumed with it when most of us in our daily lives do the same exact thing it's just that we're not like people don't tune in and watch me go to work. <laughs> um, you know, it's like I'm I'm sitting at my desk at work and it's like, you better not be thinking about next year. <laughs> you better stick to what you got to do this week. And it's true. And it, it, like that's you you can only kind of tackle what's what what's right in front of you and being where your feet are is so important. And uh, I think all these guys are I think they're really good kids. I mean, I I know that they're really good kids. Uh, but there's always an acclimation period, getting to know each other and trusting each other and understanding like, hey, if we just all focus on what we need to focus on and I can optimize who I am in my role, it's going to lift everybody on this team. And sometimes you need to come to that breaking point, which they did. And 
understand like, all right, you know what? Enough is enough. Like our way isn't working. (laughs) We tried it our way and it's not working and we don't like this feeling. And then you have the Wisconsin game and then you have the Nebraska game and then you have tonight and you're like, however many times we can feel what we felt tonight, we're going to do it and we're going to fight for it. And you're fighting, you're fighting for a feeling that you felt, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, just being like, Hey, cool. Let's go out there and win some games. Cause you know what the end result is, you know how that feels. So I know that's a, that's a rant, but it's, I'm just really happy for these guys and how they've kind of seemingly turned it around uh, and started prioritizing the right things. Cause look, this big 10 race is wide open. Mm-hmm. It is like, I know Purdue wins another game. It feels like they either play Nebraska or Minnesota every night. <laughs> um, but, and I know they still play, they've already played Nebraska twice. Mm-hmm. And they played Minnesota once, and they go and play Minnesota again in like like how this in like a week. It's weird. Yeah, it's like we've got Wisconsin coming up again. We've got Indiana twice in like the next three weeks. Yeah, so you know it's it's going to be a race, and that's why these this twenty game slate now for the Big Ten. It's you know if you start zero and three like Illinois did, right? Zero and three, you're not out of it. I mean, you got to turn things around. You got to turn around quick. Like, I'm not sure you can just go to 0 and 6 and be like, all right, let's, let's win a title. But they're they're in it. Like, they can absolutely be in it because I don't think I don't think the winner of this league is going over 14 games. No. I think it's going to be in that kind of 13 and 7, maybe 14 and 6 range. But it, it's not going over that. No one's winning 15 games in this league. Which I think that's what it was in 1920. I think the winner was like 13 and 7 in the league, and Illinois finished like 12 and 8. <laughs> You said 1920 for a second. I was like, it's been that long. 2019, since, 2020. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It was, yeah, it was. It was. I think that was in 1920 was a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Maryland, Maryland Michigan, and, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. Yeah. And all were, was right And Wisconsin it. was weird because they, they, they had to win like eight straight at the end to, to clinch that. So, yeah, I, I mean, you hope this year you don't have to rely on Nebraska going into Wisconsin and, and beating them. But, um but man, you're you're chipping away here, and I I think I was I was looking up the the updated Big Ten standings. I, I want to say Illinois sitting at maybe seventh right now. Uh, and, and granted, there's like, like a log jam. There's of like teams. four teams tied ahead with the same yeah, record. <laughs> Purdue's at five and one, and then Michigan State and Rutgers are at four and two. Northwestern's at three and two. Wisconsin's at three and two. Michigan three and two, and then Penn State's at three and three. Illinois at three and three. Iowa's at three and three. So you're two games back. I mean, literally, you're sitting here with basically 14 more conference games left. You're two games back of a lead, this and you still got to play. You still got to play Purdue. Such a weird schedule. Again. I mean that that game to finish the conference slate. That may be it. I hope so. That could be it to 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 clinch, and it's at Mackey, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I got faith. Why not? I got faith. We'll just see what happens. We'll enjoy the ride. Yeah. Only one matchup each. Michigan and Purdue, the last two games of the regular season. Yeah. So Michigan, tough one last night. <laughs> I don't know if anybody listening here had Michigan plus five and a half. <laughs> or it, that was brutal. They're up five with 30 seconds left going to overtime and lose by eight or whatever it is. Brutal. That was what I saw. I think Derek Piper put it out that Ken Palm has – like nine Big Ten teams finishing at like ten and ten, or they had nine it. and eleven. Ken or. Palm had it before the season too. There was like this, you know, eight or nine teams that were right at that ten or eleven mark, and sure seems like it's playing out that way. It's like almost the it's like the NBA and the NCAA are coinciding because the NBA is the same thing right now. It's just this log jam 
of teams with like 19, 20, or 21 wins mm-hmm. from like the three seed all the way down to like the 12 seed. It's crazy. <laughs> well, a lot of, lot of basketball to figure it out. We will get you ready for Monday's game and put a bow on this postgame show after this. You got to have composure. Yeah. You, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect, especially when you play an elite team, and Michigan State is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've, you've got you've to battle through some of those uh, bouts of adversity, and, and uh, you've got to you stay stoic and, and, and almost emotionless through the hard times. And you can get energized a little bit, you know, during the good times. But uh, our crowd was fantastic. Again, it's, you know, I've said it many times, it's the best fan base in the country. And. State Farm Center was rocking tonight as the Illini get their third straight win, 75-66 over Michigan State. Last call here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Michael Tulip, Evan Kahn, Joey Wright here. Just some lingering texts. Gary gives his shout-out to Mike. A couple other texters as well. Mike always here giving us the expert inside, breaking it down. 217 texter says we do a good job. Thank you for the kind words as well. We'll be back a little earlier on Monday for the Minnesota game up there in Minneapolis. Pre-game coverage with the Ryan Dallas Real Estate Pre-game Show gets going at 3. Tip-off is at 5. And uh, then we'll be back here for the Fasteners Etc. post-game show afterwards. So What a we'll, treat. We'll get, <laughs> what a treat. We'll get, 6 p.m. Eastern tip? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is music to my ears. Yeah, not quite the 1 p.m. or 11 a.m., whatever it was last year against Purdue on, on Martin Luther King Day. But uh, got the, the 5 p.m. tip, so we'll, we'll take on the, the Gophers who are coming off a win. I don't know if they've got a, a game between now and then. I'm guessing that they I do. Maybe it. not. No, they don't. Uh, because Ohio State's here. got a little bit of a – I think they have the same layoff that Illinois is going to get next week when they have, play I Indiana they Thursday that, and then yeah. they got Ohio State Tuesday. So it's like a – whatever it is, four days off mm-hmm. or something. So I think that's what Minnesota has. It would be crazy if they are playing another game between Ohio State and, and this one and yeah, Illinois. Yeah, it would be game day off game. So. Yeah. So they, they've got a, a little bit of a rest. They're, they're coming off of a, a win, honestly, because yeah. I didn't think uh, they they were like the one team that people had pegged at, at the bottom of, of the conference. I haven't really dug a whole lot into them, but they've still got a, a they got a couple pieces back yeah, from last I, year. Like they they're not devoid of talent. Like they I mean, they got Dawson Garcia, mm-hmm. uh, a guy big, that a guy that was we kind of thought was coming here before <laughs> he went to UNC. And they got Taylon Cooper, who was a transfer from Moorhead State and had a really, really good career there. And they still have Jamison Battle. That's it, yeah. You know, so they, they, they have players, and Ohio State realized that the other night, where it's like, oh, okay, we got this Mich- we got this Minnesota team coming in, and we're 15.5-point favorites. And, and then you realize, you're like, oh, wait, and you're playing against them. You're like, that-. I mean, outside of those three guys, eh, mm-hmm. it's not great. But those three guys – if they are all three playing well, you don't shut one of them off. They can beat you. Like they can beat you. There's no question. We know there's no days off here in the Big Ten. Illinois try to get over the 500 mark in Big Ten play for the first time this season, and we'll be here for it all with you on Monday. So uh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Glad we could get you a win. One last shout out to. The fans involved in this show for listening, calling, and texting, and everybody that was at the State Farm Center tonight for making it a, a, a rocking game. Illinois seems to seems to maybe be back. We'll, we'll see. 
polls will come out on Monday and, and we'll lace them up again. Should be back in. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Mike. Thank, Thank you, you, Joey. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you guys. We'll do it again. Get some get some rest. Have a great weekend. Get the whole weekend off as well. Haven't seen this in a while. It's going to be fun. All right. We'll do it again on Monday. Good night. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.